We got lots to talk about today. Very excited. That's an understatement. Really? (laughs) (laughs) We have a little iOS 15.4 news. Actually, a couple different stories talking about Apple's latest. Uh, This one has to do with Face ID and support. While you are wearing your favorite accessory, that would be your mask, ladies and gentlemen. I'll take I'll take mask for two hundred, Alex. <laughs> you're crazier when you're live. No, yeah, you know what? You are. No, no, you know what? You know what it is? It's uh, this variety of intro music because I feel like yeah. it always has a it has a, a, a much wider variety of mood. And I know we're only on day two here. Right. But it's different moods, yeah, right? Yeah. And it's instant. That's true, yeah. It's an instant mood shifter, mm-hmm. which is good. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, no Apple Watch required. You now can unlock your iPhone, well, your iOS device with uh, Face ID, with your mask on, which obviously has been a big issue. Apple was rumored at different times to possibly go with a sort of uh, two option type of unlock, maybe face ID, uh, a face ID plus fingerprint, right? And maybe that will still happen in a future mm. product. But for now, we're stuck with face unlock and masks were kind of screwing it all up. They were messing it all up. I don't know. Did you, you're using an iPhone. Mm-hmm. Were you, did you find yourself with a mask and stuck with this? You couldn't unlock it? Yeah, all the time. Um, I found it the most prevalent when I was grocery shopping. I'm trying to get that list on my iPhone. It's like, where's the milk? It's like, oh, I have to unlock. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's, I guess the it's biggest much, problem yeah. would be when you're paying, right? Because people do the tap on the phone and stuff. Yeah, you're yeah. talking about Apple Pay? Exactly. Yeah, that too. Good thing we got Mo here today. Because <laughs> that he's right. Actually, the Apple Pay thing is worse because at least, Will, when you're, you know, shopping around, no one's waiting for you. Right. You're waiting for yourself, which is irritating. Yeah. But if you're doing the Apple Pay and you're, eh, eh, and your nose and then you're typing and, and you, there's a line and, and everybody's looking a, at this guy and like, yeah. oh, mm-hmm. with the face. Oh, look at him with the face ID. <laughs> That's what they're thinking. Mr. Mask face ID over here. And then you got to type in the passcode. Brutal, man. So Anyway. We did it for years with the Pasco, but anyway. Mm-hmm. With iOS 15.4 beta 1, Apple is starting to test the ability to use Face ID while wearing a mask, but without the need for an Apple Watch around. Not only that, but the company is also improving glasses support. Might as well while you're there, if you're going to do the mask. Here's what they say. Here's what Apple says. Face ID is most, or is this, is this Apple? Or, yes, Apple's explanation. Here we go. Face ID is most accurate when it's set up for full face recognition only. To use Face ID while wearing a mask, iPhone can recognize the unique feature features around the eye to authenticate. So it's basically eye-based unlock. It's missing mm. big portion of your face. With that, you can set up the facial recognition feature with or without a mask. You won't need to wear a mask during setup, though, even if you choose facial recognition with a mask. So sounds to me like there might be an ever so slight compromise in the way the technology is working. I mean, obviously you're missing certain facial attributes here. Mm. So some information is missing. However, it appears to be an option for individuals that they, they want to have facial recognition with the mask 
without the mask. To set up the new feature, head to your iPhone settings, face ID, and passcode, and choose use face ID with mask, and you'll be unlocking, and you'll be grocery shopping, and, and you'll be uh, Apple paying mm -hmm. without the awkwardness. Apple should break out of its comfort zone with bold M&A. That's mergers and acquisition. I didn't know that. Thanks for pointing it out. Uh, well, listen, you're on Bloomberg, all right? When mm -hmm. you're on Bo uh, Bloomberg... You learn a lot of things. When you're on Bloomberg, you start talking about M&As mm -hmm. because you're talking about uh, the stock market, Well, Yes. Talking about business, talking about finance. Bear market, bull market. These are the things that you might be talking about. Yeah. And therefore, uh, you got to um, familiarize yourself with these type of terms. M&A, mm -hmm. mergers and acquisitions, they're saying it's time for Apple to stop being so stingy. It's time for Apple to stop sitting on that money pile. Mm -hmm. uh, suggestion here, this is... Uh, from Tay Kim, reporter, opinion piece over here. Suggestion is that Apple should be looking towards the likes of, oh, I don't know, Netflix, ever heard of it? Mm. Disney, ever heard of it? T-Mobile, ever heard of it? What was the other suggestion he made? I mean, these are enormous companies, but Apple is an even more enormous company. Oh, Peloton was the other one. Okay, or, yeah, that, that makes sense. Or Peloton. They did buy Beats once upon a time. Anyway, he goes on to say, look, they're mega profitable, but in certain areas, growth may be slowing a little bit. Nobody likes to hear that stuff. Mm -hmm. Plus, you had all kinds of companies making splashes with their acquisitions. Uh, Microsoft, for example, big gaming stuff. Mm -hmm. Big gamers. Activision. I don't know if you heard about that deal. 70, no. 70 bigs. And all of a sudden in 2022, when we say 70 bigs, we're talking about billions. Mo. Now, I know you're working really hard over there, but <laughs> want to make oh, sure. I just want to make sure we're on the same page. Right. If I say bigs, bigs, we're talking billions. Used to be boatload. Notice how it's always a B. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder why. Because <laughs> billions. Uh, federal, that's of course if federal regulators don't block that deal, but, uh, $70 billion and what happens for a company like Microsoft, huge already. Well, guess what? They become more, even more dominant, even more competitive in a variety of markets. Apple, you know, they launched their own media stuff, uh, with Apple TV plus, if you recall. Yeah. With oh, their own IPs. Go ahead, Will. As well. Go ahead. A lot of different shows. Um, but the fact that they want to own it, they can't, I, I think it might be an ego thing. Is that right? Yeah. Imagine them buying Netflix. It's kind of weird. It sounds for, weird. But for, the, for the record, this stuff is highly speculative. It's an opinion piece, right? That's an opinion piece. <laughs> Bloomberg opinion. <laughs> and, and it's not like it's easy to go in and buy Netflix. And it's not like it's easy to go in and get approved. When they bought Beats, it was like a billion bucks. Facebook bought Instagram, it was like a billion bucks. You get into these tens of billions of dollars, the regulators want to take a look. Right. Mm -hmm. And shareholders might not necessarily agree. Mm -hmm. But uh, if let me ask you this, just before we get off that topic. Which of those suggested companies would be the best for Apple to buy. T 
T-Mobile, Disney. We're talking all Walt Disney, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. I think that includes ESPN and a lot, of, pro huge. A lot of properties you might not know about. Uh, video game maker, EA, streaming leader, Netflix, or fitness company, Peloton. Obviously, we can imagine in our heads what these prices would look like. They'd all be enormous. But which one would be the best acquisition for Apple if they weren't interested in doing something like this? Go ahead, Will. You're first. <clears throat> I think Peloton. Mm -hmm. Because right now, they're uh, at an all-time low. Hmm. Just like bad sentiment. And if they get picked up by Apple, I think it might... Uh, the technology's there, and the it's a good concept. My buddy's thinking about getting getting a Peloton. So, well, if your buddy's in, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Apple should, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Tell Tim to call your buddy, yeah. and I'm sure they can get a deal done. Yeah. Uh, I I think it makes sense. Okay, so the uh, fitness. Uh, well, aspect. because they already have the Apple. Yeah, yeah. I fit or what is it fitness? Called? Fitness Plus. Fitness Plus. Plus. Yeah. It's got a plus. Rolled in off it. the tongue. Fit, Apple Fitness Plus. <laughs> so they could plug it all in, and now they have hardware. It kind of reminds you a little bit of the Beats mm -hmm. situation. You could imagine this integration. There's a lot of the hardware watch. that people have. When people have these bikes, mm -hmm. you seen these bikes? His friend seen that bike. Yeah, That's the that. bike oh, I'm yeah. talking about. Right. Once you got it in the room, you're staring at this bike, right? You're not. It's it's a, you're not gonna get rid of. It's not an easy thing to to change. Right. You're not, that might be an issue for Apple. You don't get a new one every year, that's for sure. Mm. But what I'm trying to say is all this hardware is already distributed. It's out there in the world. Mm -hmm. Those bikes are sitting there. So these are all customers that are on subscriptions, have a huge piece of hardware, and you could just come in and absorb that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like the customer base is, is kind of locked in to a certain extent, maybe more so than in streaming, where you could just quickly be like, I'm done with Netflix. Whenever we do a video, it's like Netflix's prices are going up. All the comments, I'm done with it. Yeah. Everyone likes a deal. It's easy, though, to float between those segments. A little harder for, and then games would be another one. But I don't know. Apple's always been weird with games. So you're thinking EA? Uh, well, they're not Microsoft. They ain't got no Xbox at the moment. It would be interesting if they did have a carrier, a mobile carrier. What kind yeah, of mobile? what kind of weird things mm. they could do with that connection? I mean, the iPhone is still their number one product, but uh, for I mean, I feel like if that was something they were interested in, they probably would have done that a long time ago because that option has been there, and they've had relationships and exclusive deals with certain carriers in the past. Um, I feel like the you, you know the biggest splash they could make would Disney. be Disney. Disney. Disney would be oh yeah insane if they if apple bought disney and all of a sudden had all that ip in there because you're talking you know you're talking superheroes right mm -hmm. imagine the phone company owns all the superheroes oh really well disney seems like the only one that's on apple's level go ahead mo like i don't know peloton doesn't seem like well sometimes when you're trying to acquire a company it doesn't have to be all, you know no, what but I mean? disney seems it, like a gigantic company Disney's gonna, yeah these are not the same costs we're talking about yeah, here right yeah. yeah but i feel like with disney it's the same kind of brand very safe mm. very for everyone mm. so they could collaborate on many different mm -hmm. projects mm. Mm. there could be an apple land in disneyland mm. you know <laughs> with the tim cook puppet so yeah there's uh that would be huge definitely
Oh, did, did I make my pick then? Okay, so I went with Disney. You went with uh, Peloton, and who did Mo go with? I go with Disney. He's he's also with Disney. All right, you lose. Well, all right. Well, I mean, but that would be a much tougher <laughs> deal to get done as well. I feel like sure. the, the other one is more feasible. Uh, pregnant man. That's right. What? I said pregnant man. Pregnant person. Pregnant man, pregnant person emoji coming to Apple iPhones. Oh, that's th those are separate. Part of the iOS 15.4 beta uh, uh, released Thursday is, is not just the mask face unlock that we talked about off the top, but also new emoji. And some of them are sparking controversy. Uh, I suppose only one of them is sparking controversy. That's the pregnant man which is on the right here. And beside him, I presume that would be pregnant person. And the one on the far left is what? Person with pregnant king. Well, there's no pregnant. There is there. <laughs> Just uh, the large head. Kind of funny. They don't actually address that. They use this in this particular article. But anyway, that's person with crown. Yeah. Um. I mean, is it really... People get fired up about it in an emoji, but like, what exactly is an emoji? Uh, this is one thing that for me, I feel is kind of, it's kind of, uh, since the very beginning, I never, uh, I never really, I've never really been a big emoji guy. I'm going to just say that right now. Mm -hmm. You I never have, use them. No, I just. Except I, for the skull one. You always use skull. the skull. That's it. That's it. <laughs> you choose an emoji and you stick to avatar. it. avatar. <laughs> and that's it, and you stick to it. So maybe for some people, they need the pregnant man. Uh, but it's like, it's a cartoon. It's a little cartoon. Whatever. I don't, I don't care. Do, do, his, do, them, do them all. I know what, what the controversy is, is people are saying, how can that be? It's offensive to this group. Or, or somebody can celebrate it and say, great, that represents me. Mm -hmm. Like, I understand the, the, uh, the appeal. To me, it's like, well, this is a keyboard. Use it how you want to use it. And if that's the way you want to use it, then then uh, then go for it. I'll just stick to my skulls. I'm guessing this will be a standard. Uh, will Google make one as well, you think? I mean, I, like pressure will be applied to them now mm -hmm. uh, by the pregnant man group. Was, was pre pressure Very applied specific. for this? Well, I don't know. I mean, because... First of all, pregnant person, I don't even know what your problem is because what's the deal there? Is that you have pregnant woman are, is already there, right? Yeah. You know what? Maybe it's women who are upset and we don't even know. Sure. So in that sense, I can't really speak to it. But de definitely, I think the controversial one is on the right. Mm -hmm. I yeah. should try sending to my wife. See, what, I don't know what will happen. <laughs> Just out of context. <laughs> I'll just see, but that's the thing. It's emo. It's an emoji, right? Like I, I don't know. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes it's, um, uh, sometimes it can be over, uh, like to, too 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 much attention being applied to it. You know, sometimes I don't know, and other times it can be right that it, that, that that there can be some well founded, yeah, um, apprehensions around something. But it's a complex time we're living in, Will. It is, yeah. It's a complex time we're living in. Emojis doesn't make it easier. And and, it, and more and more people are communicating in this fashion, and and uh, less and less people are 
sitting across from each other, like myself and Mo here. Mm -hmm. So we can't hash it out. You know, we can't have the conversation. We can't lighten the load. You know what I mean? Yeah, at the risk of being canceled. Yeah, that's what I mean. So I'm just saying, like, uh, anyway, whatever. I'll, I'll send it to my wife, see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody that's tell not- me in the comments who who's mad and specifically what they're mad about, because I, I, I'm sure that somebody's offended. I'm positive. Mm-hmm. I mean, they wrote the word controversy. Somebody got to be offended. I mean, it's not a news story in 2022 unless somebody's offended, Will. Yeah. A news story. I don't know if you if you know about news stories, but mm-hmm. Apple Music claims it's the home of Neil Young. Speaking of uh, controversies or whatever, after Spotify loses legendary so- loses, did they lose? Wait, that's a, a is interesting. Didn't he demand to be removed? Is that losing? Yeah. Well, terminology, terminology. It, it was it wasn't like a it was an ultimatum, right? Yeah, it's an ultimatum. He said he said that's it. I'm out. So I would have said after Neil Young demands, you either pick me or you lose me. Okay, okay all right. Like get lost. Yeah. <laughs> How do you feel about get lost? I like it. Yeah, get you're, lost. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you really think about it, it's a bit rude. It's hella rude. Get lost. <laughs> yeah. Like, whoa. It's aggressive. You really stop like... and think about it. Yeah. Get lost. Terrifying. Mm-hmm. Apple is doing its best to show it has a heart of gold. Uh, they put out a tweet and they said, Neil Young, where is it? Uh, it's a notification. No, no, no. It? It, was also, it was also a tweet. There was a push notification. Listen to Neil Young in spatial audio. But there was also a tweet that said, Neil Young lives on Apple Music or we're ready for Neil Young or this is where you listen to Neil. Anyway, whatever oh, okay. it is. Um. The com- company has not been subtle about it. They have even placed a playlist of Young's music at the front of its browse section under the heading, We Love Neil. Hmm. So they're really doubling down. This is a business opportunity for them, right? They're trying to convert anybody who was on Neil's side in the in the Neil versus Rogan versus Spotify uh, battle. Yeah. Anyone who left has to go somewhere now. Whatever number it is, right? And Apple is sitting and saying, "Well, it could be our, it could be us. We could get a few subscribers here." Uh, so they use Neil, you think? Well, no. I mean, Neil's getting money if they're streaming too. Right, Neil's not. Yeah. Gonna, Neil's benefiting too. Okay. Well, I mean, he's losing the Spotify streams, but now he's gaining it back through the promotion on Apple. Mm-hmm. So he's probably gonna his streams number of streams are gonna go up because he's being featured on the main page. But you could have gone to, I don't know, YouTube Music or uh, Amazon Music or some other streaming service. Uh, funny enough, actually, I saw, I think it was a tweet as well, or it could have been a news story that uh, Sirius XM was also going to bring back the Neil Young station to mm. celebrate uh, Neil Young's stance here on uh, his uh, boy his Spotify boycott. So... This is business as usual. It's uh, there's an opportunity over here, and they say, "Okay, we're gonna we're gonna take advantage of it." And they pro- they think that their customers would like to see such a thing, so they that's where they go with it. And uh, you know, what can I say? If you want to listen to Neil Young, you're gonna do it somewhere other than Spotify right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was uh, Jack's take too. Apple, Apple don't mind taking your money. Never have. 
Keep they, doing it. They never minded taking your money. Mo, I don't know if you knew that. Looking at that laptop right there yeah. they were using. And my phone. <laughs> they, they, they don't, they're not your whole life. They don't mind. Actually, they do mind every so often. When I, yeah. back when I was in a resale game, when uh, old and olden days, you couldn't get iPads in Toronto. And I had a little shop and I was actually trying to import iPads. iPad 1 didn't launch here the same time as in the U.S. Long, long story, but I was trying to buy, at the time, iPads with cash. And they wouldn't take your money? And they wouldn't take the money. <laughs> they, they wouldn't take the money because they want to track volume and, and all this mm. stuff, which which was them trying to manage demand, right? Right. And the number per person and whatever else. I was a reseller. I mean, it was fine. They could, sure. put, they could put the restriction. Of course, yeah. I found ways around it. Will. Yeah. Yeah, you would. I was. I mean, like you. You know, one day I'm gonna do make a make a like a little animated, a little animated short about this whole experience that I'm talking about. Right, now. I don't want to tell okay. the whole story, but it was like, it was like Ocean's Eleven, a heist. It, it wasn't a heist because I didn't steal anything, but it was a coordinated effort to um, defeat some of the mechanisms that were in place to that, so that you couldn't buy these things. Finesse. It might have been called finesse. Okay. <laughs> and it was a lot of help from a lot of people. Maybe I could get those people, make characters or interview them or something. But this is this is old, old time, old story here. It mm -hmm. all took it all took place in Chicago. And if anybody was a part of it, you know who you are. Because mm -hmm. that stuff was legendary, what we pulled off. Well, I'm looking forward to the trailer. One day, one day we're gonna we're gonna do this. And it's gonna go meeting. on Disney Plus and then Apple's gonna <laughs> Get rid of it yeah. after they acquire Disney. They'll be like, we can't have this. This guy with all these antics. Mm. This guy with all these too techniques. Much. What do you got, Mo? You got an update over there? <laughs> no, but a lot of people <laughs> think that we're all stoned. <laughs> in the comments. No, that's impossible. <laughs> no. They, they got the wrong show. No. Apple Maps erects a giant digital. Actually, that says gigantic. Gigantic digital wall. Same. Similar. To hide Tim Cook's house. Well, we covered the story yesterday about somebody that's way too interested in Tim Cook. And mm -hmm. he's not reciprocating the interest, which is, you know. The supposed wife. Which is it's important. <laughs> yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, it's important. If you're interested in someone, please look for, so for someone else who's interested in reciprocating your interest. Mm -hmm. <laughs> agreed? A, yeah, agreed. Okay, yeah. okay, thank you, Mo, because you took a second there. And I don't know what type of way you live your life. You, you were on the fence for a second. Mo's like, is that how it works? No, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. Is that necessary? Well, Mo's like, I got I haven't had any trouble yet. Yeah. Uh, so he had this stalker who came across the country and was writing applications and wanted to be his roommate. And obviously uh, was... Uh, she had a gun as well. She was, she was sending pictures of guns. And then Tim finally got a restraining order. Uh, now I don't know if this was like this prior to that, just for privacy reasons in general, but mm -hmm. anyway, this is apparently his house in Palo Alto and Apple Maps has blocked, uh, pixelated the section around his house. So you can't really see it or get details on it. And Google Maps as well. And Google Maps yeah. as well. Okay. Uh, Apple fans who take a virtual stroll through Palo Alto inside Apple Maps and Google Maps will no longer get to see Tim Cook's house. The modern four-bedroom condo has a giant digital wall erected right in front of it. We spotted the change after Apple received temporary restraining order. 
against an alleged stalker who claimed to be Cook's wife, threatened the Apple boss, and was caught trespassing on his property. I mean, that's when it gets real. All of a sudden, she's in the backyard. It's mm -hmm. like, oh, God, really? This is what we're doing? You know, he wakes Holding up. Holding that gun. He, he wakes up. He's got the, the robe made of terry cloth. You know what I'm talking about? The little slippers, like as if he's at a hotel, but he just has it at his house because mm. he's Tim Cook. Mm. And he's got a coffee it's with the steam coming out. He looks out his window. It's going to be a great day. He's got a lot to do. He's Tim Cook. And then it's the stalker in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> it's no good, man. It's no good, Mo. Yeah. Digital wall. It's it always no ruins good. your day when there's a stalker in your back. And, my, and, and what I would say yet. to the stalker is you could be doing the same thing. Anyone can get a terry cloth robe. A couple of slippers and sip a cup of coffee and stare into their backyard. <laughs> Are you I'm talking saying, about the stalker? Yeah, the yeah. stalker should be doing the same thing at yeah, their own they premises. they can do that. And, okay, and yeah. take a deep breath and, you know, appreciate wh whatever it is you got going on. Because this whole, this, this stuff is too complicated mm -hmm. over here. Uh, so, yes, it's incognito. You can't see it. Some people were surprised to find out that it, his place is worth $3.5 million only because, obviously, he makes a few bucks. He makes a few more than $3 million, but I don't know why he likes I mean, who, who cares? It's probably a very nice house. Anyway, but I suppose maybe he wants some a fence or something, a gate. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know what you would do at this point. Depends how threatened he feels and uh, what would be the right thing to do here. But I just want to say something, if you don't mind. This is not a feature that's exclusive to Tim Cook. Mm -hmm. I am. A, oh, what? I am a real uh, aficionado when it comes to maps and street view. I love to go walk around <clears throat> virtually. Mm -hmm. Like I want to explore. I like looking at real estate. I, I spend time doing this and I will always notice that. Uh, often, every so often, maybe one in every four or five streets, you'll have one house that's hidden. Mm. And it's because, as you've just highlighted, you can hide your home too. If you would prefer for your home to be censored inside Apple Maps and Google Maps, all you have to do is file a request. And I've seen it happen on Google, on Google Maps. Mm. So I know it works. Okay. So That's crazy. I didn't know you could do it. I just assumed... You know, he's the CEO. He's like, yeah, we'll put up a digital wall. On I it. guess it doesn't do much for satellite, though. Yeah, you'll see right in there. Well, satellite, you just see, will see the overhead. I mean, mm -hmm. what are you going to blur? Mm -hmm. But either way, either way, take it easy. Yeah. Uh, love and respect one another. Yeah. Fellow humans, whenever and wherever possible. I saw, you know what? I saw Did this you hear headline. this story? I saw this headline, but I didn't read the story, bridge collapses in Pittsburgh, three hospitalized, five cars on a Port Authority bus on, a br on the bridge at the time. This is the nightmare scenario. You're just, mm -hmm. you're crossing the bridge and the bridge goes down. Uh, what contributed to it, Will? I believe there was too much snow. Of course. And it's an old bridge. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I'm just kind of guessing here, like maybe just the oldness that... Uh, Ice and water throughout the years. You're talking about oldness. Yeah, <laughs> just going through the cement, you know. And uh, yeah, it's aged. I'm like, I'm like, well, uh, where exactly was the weakness in the structure? It was mostly to do with the oldness. <laughs> <laughs> From what I can tell, there was a real trouble. There was a real problem with the oldness. Well, yeah, no, you're right. And uh, look at this image here. 
Yeah. PIO is on the scene. Wow. Yeah, man. It's a it's one of those disaster movie scenarios, but these are these every time this situation takes place, you know there's somebody that's going to be pinpointed. There's somebody that was supposed to check something. They they're going to do a forensic study on it now, and they're going to say someone should have known that there was this uh weakness or this crack forming in this one column and they didn't notice it. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're going to figure out now. It's it's actually kind of uh, well there it, it, it's really sp- uh, unlikely that nobody dies here when you look at the wreckage this car is completely flipped over but nobody died right no it's incredible no deaths it's incredible the bridge is broken in like six different one two three four four spots yeah well okay let me here's the thing though It, it looks like it's over a river there and the river looks to be frozen could that have been helpful would that bus have been in the water Sinking. Is that a river over there? I mean, I don't know how deep it is. I don't I don't know what, what the situation is there. Responders Whoa. repelled about 150 feet to reach the collapse site, Jones said. Crews also made human chains to conduct rescues. Ten people reported minor injuries, including the three who were hospitalized. That bus just escaped that other piece falling directly on top of it. And somehow, how about the construction of the bus? Because the end piece there, it's a giant hunk of chunk of concrete by the looks of it. Hunky chunky? It's a hunky chunky. And uh, it has not compressed the rear end of that bus. So shout out to the bus manufacturer. There's a truck down there, a flipped car. Oh my God, they look like toys. I guess not Mm -hmm. a lot of people were on this bridge at this exact moment. The cause, there it is. The cause of the collapse is under investigation. And this is where they're going to go looking for who missed the warning signs and try to get to the bottom of it. And that's what you have to do. Pennsylvania Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman called the bridge a vital infrastructure artery for the city, adding it's surreal this morning to see it completely collapse. Thank God that school buses were delayed due to the weather so that there was less traffic than normal. Thank God there have been no casualties reported at this point. I wish all of those who were injured a safe and swift recovery. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Elon Musk tweets support for the freedom convoy of truckers protesting Canada's vaccine mandates. Uh, This has been a big story here locally. It has been a big story actually in the States as well. It's, It's kind of growing in popularity. The idea here is that truckers, I guess in both the U.S. and Canada, because a lot of it seems to be cross border. Yeah, a lot of it seems to be focused on the border here Mm -hmm. because, uh, well, I mean. A lot of goods. A lot of goods. They go between. Move, move yeah, back and forth. A lot of goods. They go north, <laughs> they go south. You understand? It's always fun when you do an accident. A lot of goods. They do. They go through these arteries. And uh, here in Ontario, it's coming through Windsor, a lot of it. A lot of, a lot of stuff's coming through there. And then off, obviously in the West Coast over near Vancouver, you got, you got stuff coming in and out of there as well. So... They, there's multiple convoys going on. There was one that was there was one convoy of truckers coming from the West Coast, traveling to Ottawa to protest, and then there was this other separate convoy, which I think was at Vaughn Mills yesterday, so close by. Oh wow, really? I think they passed through. I don't know. They might be in Kingston now. Hmm. The bit they're all going to meet up in Ottawa, and I guess the place is going to kind of shut down a little bit because 
these are big vehicles going to kind of clog up the roads. They had already clogged up the border itself. Right. And hope they're hoping to get some attention. Now, their argument is uh, we're, we're in our trucks exclusively. They're saying, hey, uh, and, by the, and also their official message is, hey, we're not necessarily anti-vax. We just don't want to be told that it's uh, being demanded. Mm -hmm. well, apparently, a lot of them actually are vax. At least this this is what this is some of the tweets that people have sent me. Uh, but either way, they don't want it to be mandated by the government. They want to have the freedom to decide. And then the other thing is, as I mentioned, they're inside their trucks. Now, on the other side of it, people are saying, well, you're going across the border. And if you're going back and forth and traveling long distances, whatever you got, you're carrying with you. Right? Whatever. Mm -hmm. You want to say something? No, no. <laughs> you're looking at me really intently right now. <laughs> no, no, He's yeah, just really I'm interested. Both looking at me like this. Both <laughs> yeah. looking at me like that. I was. Yeah, but I was just really into what you were saying. <laughs> okay. Like, so on the flip side, they say, on the flip side, they say, get your vax, whatever. I had to do it. You got to do it. Blah, blah, blah. And they're saying, we don't want the government telling us that we have to do it. And they're a group that can communicate. And Elon highlighted this because they are on CB radios. Which is, they're their own oh. communication network. Truckers. Truckers are tight, man. It's mm -hmm. like their own Slack channel. Yeah. They got this shared experience, <laughs> right? They got, this, they got this life on the road thing. And they are vital. Mm -hmm. Truckers, got, they bring you everything, man. <laughs> no Amazon don't, without truckers. Don't get me started, Will. They bring you everything. Like, just yeah. stop and think about that for a section, for a second. Now, granted... Uh, I saw some reports saying, hey, if your store shelves are looking a little weak, it's not because of the convoy. This is what they're saying. Mm -hmm. They said, oh, no, no, that's shortages from the storm before or whatever, just supply chain. Mm -hmm. I mean, you notice supply chain is like the answer for every supply chain. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Supply chain. <laughs> Lou, where's all your videos? Supply chain. Right. Yes. There it is. <laughs> that would mean me. <laughs> <laughs> or and him. Or Will. Yeah. yeah. Will. Well, Will's supply chain is kind of maxed out. <laughs> yeah, if you've yeah, noticed, yeah. Jamie, he, yeah. the way he screamed at Jack earlier, or was it Vin, whoever he was screaming at? <laughs> Both of them. He never does that. <laughs> no. Right? And you noticed it right away. Yeah. Mo's expression was, wow, man. He turns to the door. He goes, you're either in or you're out. <laughs> And I said, when did Will become Al Pacino? <laughs> and then he told him to get lost. I said, when did Will become Al Pacino from any given Sunday? Yeah. But anyway, okay. So, yes, truckers, they're going to Ottawa, and they got signs and Canadian flags, and along the way, people are meeting them, and they're protesting themselves and uh, holding signs. And, you know, it's your typical protest scenario. Uh, and they're in hopes that, I guess, when they get to Ottawa, they're able to change something. And some of these restrictions get lifted. Mm -hmm. uh, that's that's their goal. Now, they've had high-profile people get on board with it, including the likes of Elon Musk, who says Canadian truckers rule, as you can see here. This has uh, 400,000 likes, 74,000 retweets, over 7,000 quote tweets. I mean, it's a, it's a hot tweet. It's got a lot of action on the tweet. And then he goes on to say CB radios are free from government and media control, meaning they can, I guess, organize themselves uh there's a lot of speculation going on about the actual number of trucks this is the other key ingredient here it seems hard to get information about this hmm. uh, actually some of the most accurate information seemingly is from police departments that are prepared for this convoy to come through and in order to advise people on potential traffic delays 
they're trying to get ahead of it and say, okay, here's what to expect in terms of volume. Mm-hmm. So when they went through Kingston, that's what they did. But some some reports were, well, down at Windsor, there's 10,000 trucks. And then other reports were like, I saw 14. And then, so there's a huge discrepancy depending which side. Right. And also the statement you're trying to make. If you're on one side of the spectrum and you want to downplay the thing, right. you could easily be I like, this, I saw like 14 trucks. I saw, I saw my neighbor in a pickup truck <laughs> and that was it. And then if you're that's on the other side of it, you could just be like, it's 10,000 trucks. You better listen to us. Yeah. Anyway, I saw a tweet from a police department in Kingston this morning. They said the convoy, at least the portion of it that went through there, was around maybe 400 trucks. It's a lot of trucks. Trucks are huge. They said, but they said about 20 of them had trailers attached. And then the remainder were uh, just the tractor. 18 wheelers like what type of trucks are we talking yeah yeah yeah. but that's with the trailer attached oh, okay, okay okay right yeah, uh, yeah. your average trucker's not hauling to ottawa there's yeah. nothing to haul to ottawa you're trying exactly. to i'm trying to burn all that fuel what do you know about hauling <laughs> anyway people are meeting them along the way and they're giving them water they're giving them fuel windshield white uh washer fluid and things people that are on on for the cause in for the cause oh there you go don cherry's in for the cause this is a famous thumbs up there uh, that's a famous Canadian for those that don't know. Uh, anyway, so it's just a hot subject right now, and Canada is in the international news because of it. I don't know what happens in Ottawa. I hope everything is very peaceful. Mo, Same. I hope everything is very peaceful. I agree. Like, uh, you know, civilized yeah. and mm-hmm. peaceful to, to whatever extent it can be. Um. And uh, keep on trucking. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been waiting to say no, that? No, I wasn't. I wasn't. I promise you, I wasn't waiting to say that. Just, I don't, it's, uh, no, it just, when I thought about truckers, it just reminded me of how crucial they how, are yeah. to our way of life, mm-hmm. you know, and delivery people. Mm-hmm. Truckers and delivery people, because obviously truckers get it to the warehouse and then, mm-hmm. well, I guess ships get it to the port and then truckers get it to the warehouses and then smaller delivery vehicles get it to you. And over the course of this whole COVID thing, I've been living off. Like, I, I, you can mm-hmm. imagine had this happened with this degree of isolation a, a decade ago or 20 years ago when it, when you couldn't get goods at your house without physically going to a store. Right. It would have been a whole different level of mayhem mm-hmm. if it weren't for the ability to move goods around. So that that's what came to light in my mind when people started talking about truckers. Yeah. So Any I, updates, we'll uh, follow along. Here on this show? Mm-hmm. Well, okay. You heard it from Freedom Will. Freedom Convoy. You heard it from Will. By the way, Will, I think you have the desktop audio turned up over there. I hear I do, yeah. buzzing in my ears. What, oh, were, okay. were we preparing? Is it that loud? Were we preparing for some? No, I got sensitive ears. You know that. Uh, yeah, you do. You know that. I, I can't hear nothing. I was producing, <laughs> you know, I was producing beats for a while. I used to yeah. be in the studio and I would just be like listening for the littlest inkling. A Tesla driver details how he survived a 14-hour traffic jam in snowy weather with 50 miles of battery range to spare. Ooh, terrifying. Oh, my God. Range, mm-hmm. range anxiety. 14-hour traffic jam, snowy weather, 50 miles. So you're sitting there. You can't move. You're watching the battery go down. down. But you you know you're going to freeze to death. If, if your car, I mean, you won't probably because you're in a traffic jam. You can ask for help. Right. 
Northbound traffic on I-95 was at a standstill on December 30th after a tractor trailer jackknifed in a snowstorm. Yeah, hundreds of cars were just stuck there. There you go. Talk about truckers like again. 10, Talk about truckers again. Hours? The risk. Wow. The the the. It, those are tough to drive. Those rigs, yeah. man. In the bad weather, a Tesla driver said he survived a gridlock in a snowy a gridlock in snowy weather with 50 miles of battery range to spare. Da Dan Cannonen said he was grateful that he was driving an EV. Hmm. Mm hmm. What? Why? Cold weather reduces an electric car's battery range by 20 percent. Why was he thankful? Grateful he was driving an electric car when he got stuck uh, in a traffic jam for 14 hours while fellow drivers burned gasoline running their engines to stay warm. My EV intelligently directed power solely to temperature regulation. Mm -hmm. Oh, and you can also watch Netflix, which is what he did. <laughs> As other drivers then fretted about their dwindling gas reserves, my EV intuitively monitored my power supply, giving me the peace of mind that other drivers did not have. So he wasn't worried about his 50 miles of range. It was it wasn't going down. He was he must have been really efficiently sitting there, not yeah, using and too much. I guess power. at this point, um, you can really thank Tesla and their software. Somehow they managed to, you know, be really efficient with their power use and heating the cabin. You're trying to sell some cars right now, Will? Mm, very interesting. There's, I yeah. feel like this article is trying to sell some cars. Cannonin was one of hundreds of drivers who were stranded on I-95 in Virginia early this month in sub-freezing temperatures. Uh, according to Will, he was watching Netflix while he was waiting. Mm -hmm. Well, I can I can attest to that beautiful screen in there. If I'm waiting in the car for something or someone, yeah. not while I'm in traffic. I'd play that game. That game you were playing? <laughs> that's what you would do? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's me. Yeah. I mean, you would do that a couple of times, but eventually you're going to throw Netflix or YouTube. Right. And you're just going to relax and you're going to be comfortable. Um... The 50 miles of range would bug me a bit. Oh, he had 50, 50, he had 50 miles left miles once left. he yes. got to the charging station. Yeah. Okay. And he kind of just said, you know, the charging stations are pretty abundant. Mm -hmm. So it would be great for people to just keep charging mm -hmm. instead of, you know, waiting for the last minute to charge. Yes. Um, he compares that to people who's getting gas on like near empty, right? And at this point, this is like the worst situation to be on an empty gas tank. I agree with so. you. I agree with you. Shout out to the... Everyone knows that feeling of running out, almost running out of gas or almost running out of battery. Well, <laughs> like both, one or the other. It's a, it's, it's a terrible feeling. And when you make it, the relief, it's a great time. Shout out to another long haul trucker. Apparently, you know, a it's lot big of, trucker theme here. <laughs> yeah, a lot of these truckers, I mean, they sleep in their cabin, right? Absolutely, so, man. He, um, one trucker had a couple blankets that he decided to give away to a oh, family. Oh, you see that, man? That's sweet. You see that, man? Canadian. Yeah, he goes a Canadian trucker, man. Yeah. You understand? That's very nice. Maybe they rule on multiple levels. Yeah. Mo. Mm -hmm. Maybe Elon read this story and it had nothing to do with the right, freedom yeah. aspect. Yeah. He's like, well, I read the the blanket story. Speaking of blankets, how about damp socks? How about damp sock puppets? Because Elon Musk called Biden a damp sock puppet in human form. Oh. Uh, that's a pretty insulting. I don't think I, that's pretty insulting. No? <laughs> I think it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, to me, I, I perceive it as being fairly insulting. 
And I'm sure Biden, it wouldn't be his mm -hmm. favorite no. terminology. Uh, so this had to do with a, a video clip that I saw where uh, Biden was meeting with, I guess it was represented from GM or Ford. But either way, he, it was GM, uh, GM CEO, actually. And this video clip, he's kind of praising GM and Ford for uh, investing in innovation and electric vehicles specifically and furthering the uh, electric vehicle movement and such. And he sort of avoids mentioning Tesla's involvement. He's saying he... You may have said, oh, what if he just mentioned GM, that would have been one thing because he's with GM CEO. Mm. But then he went to mention Ford as well in this mm. in a statement. And then he went to skip Tesla, who obviously kind of started this whole thing. I know GM had an electric car back in the day, but then they buried it. It was a great documentary, Who Killed right. the Electric Car? Mm -hmm. um, and then Tesla... Uh, uh, you know, just put the thing on blast. It just accelerated the uh, adoption big time and put put the uh, inspir not inspiration, but like put, kind of put the pressure on other car companies. I mean, obviously the customer did that in the end by choosing these technologies, but they had to make the physical product and other manufacturers took note. And now it's so many uh, more options for the end user when it comes to electric vehicles, GM, Ford, um, and Tesla. Tesla at the top of the list, as far as I'm concerned. Anyway, Musk called Biden a damn sock puppet in human form in a comment on a video of Biden with GM CEO. Musk said prior that GM had room for improvement if it wanted to beat Tesla in EV sales by 2025. Uh, do you have the video clip? I mean, we should play a little bit of it. I don't know if it's there or not. You may have to click through this, this, this video. I Look, I kind of understand his... Is it this one? Uh, saltiness, but so the clip is. Let's just play. To further our EV manufacturing as well as bring our third uh, battery cell plant to the United States, we want to have a portfolio of EVs so everybody can truly make the transition. Okay, so feel good. Just getting started. I say climate change means jobs. And, you know, we're so happy to support your agenda on climate change and getting to an all-EV future. Folks, I'm here to oh, Okay, that's, it, that's the entire video clip. Wow, 1.7 million views. You can, pa you can pause it. And, but it's actually the quote. It's the written caption that he put. This is on Biden's Twitter account. It's above the video portion. I meant it when I said the future was going to be made right here in America. Companies like GM and Ford are building more electric vehicles here at home than ever before. Hmm. That's the key. That's the key right there. That's the the, the portion at the top is what uh, touched Elon the where he didn't want to be touched. Yeah, he he got he just he re responded. He just wanted to be included in that. Companies like GM and Ford are building more electrical electric vehicles here at home than ever before. He couldn't put Tesla. He couldn't, I mean, he could have put Rivian too, I guess, and yeah. whoever else. It would have been nice. You say EV, and GM is not, like... Come to mind. <laughs> meeting no, right. no, no, it's true, but he's he's with the GM yeah, CEO, I know, so I know, I get it. you can't go that <laughs> far with it, but I mean, just being practical. Anyway, Elon responds, his, his reply to the tweet is, starts with a T, ends with an A, ESL in the middle. <laughs> Which is like, okay, maybe he's having a little bit of fun with it. Obviously, what do the kids call it? Ratio, because he has way more likes. So the kids call it 
on Twitter, getting ratio. That was going on. Is that what they say? Oh, you don't even, you never heard that before? I've never heard of this either. Okay, so he basically like outperformed the initial tweet because he's way cooler and his tweet is way better. Got it? Even though it's a popular, like hopefully this, that someone can do that to, when you, when you do a tweet for this episode, hopefully somebody can reply and get more interaction than you. That'd, I hope so. That'd be good. Yeah. Anyway, he went on after that to double down and say Biden is a damp sock puppet in human form, except the socks are actually an emoji, bringing it full circle here on the emoji talk. Yeah. And uh, with a couple of replies there underneath. So, uh, yeah, he definitely escalated the situation there a little bit. And I, I, I presume that their disagreements ex- extend beyond this one slight that took place in this a moment with this particular tweet. But they do not seem like the greatest pals at the moment, mm-hmm. based on what I'm seeing over here. I don't know. You agree or disagree, Bo? Huge pals or not Sorry, so much? Dude, I missed like the last Huge thing. pals or not so much? <laughs> Biden and Elon. Oh, I'm going to guess not so much. Not right so now. much. Yeah. Mo's going to go with not so much today. Hmm. All right. This Will's giving me a signal now because we're going to take a short break. Uh, now that we're doing these uh, live shows here, we need a little bit of break to compose ourselves possibly take a sip of water uh who knows mo might have a donut it's gonna be a very short break we're coming back there's way more to talk about do not go anywhere please today's sponsor Masterclass. learn from the most inspiring artists leaders and icons in the world this is something i used to think about when i was a kid it's like man how cool would it be to learn a skill from a person who's actually out there in the world succeeding at said skill Mm. Look at these people. Right on the main page. That's Alicia Keys over there. That's Gordon Ramsay right there. That's Sam Jackson right there. The masters. So this is uh, science and acting and music. And it's across such a wide spectrum of uh, expertise mm-hmm. that you can learn from. So whatever it is you're trying to get into. Uh, home and lifestyle, arts, entertainment, business, music, writing, food. Design style. It's coming right from the person delivered in an entertaining manner. Who better to learn from than the masters? You'll take a master class. With Masterclass, you can learn from the world's best minds anytime, anywhere, and at your own pace. You can learn how to deal with failure from Lewis Hamilton or working on your sleep with Matthew Walker or learn songwriting from Alicia Keys with over a hundred classes from a range of world-class instructors, that thing you've always wanted to do is closer than you think. I signed up and I'm currently taking a class on adventure photography by Jimmy Chin. He teaches general photography and storytelling principles to explain how he's able to compose his photos. At the same time, you join him in photo shoots and he tells you about his thought process along the way. You can access Masterclass everywhere, whether it's a laptop, on your phone, or in your car with the new audio mode. I highly recommend you check it out. Get unlimited access to every Masterclass. And as a listener of our show, you get 15% off an annual membership. Go to masterclass.com slash later. That's masterclass.com slash later. All right, we are back. That was a quick one. Thank you for that <laughs> lovely, lovely little break there. I needed it. I think I might have. Uh, yeah, look, you do a little stretch. Yeah. You, uh, but I got to say this live thing, it's, it's fantastic. It's uh, fun. It, it's exhilarating and it, 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 it it's engaging. <sighs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So 
I'm engaged. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, yeah. Scientists slam Joe Rogan's podcast episode with Jordan Peterson as absurd and dangerous. Yeah, I saw some of this reaction. There were a few sections that that people seem to highlight. I haven't listened to to the entirety of it, mm-hmm. um, but there were a few sections that people seem to highlight as as having them having issues with um, climate. Climate was the first one, yeah. Climate and then race black i haven't listened that oh, far, okay okay there was but a, i was into the climate thing. okay well there was a moment as well where they were discussing race and colors of skin and it just people did not like that discussion mm-hmm. uh but they were doing it in a very casual way like what tone am i actually am i really uh white or and it's just it's just it's a weird devolved <laughs> it's just a weird topic. Yeah. It's just a weird topic in general. But then on climate, what did what happened? I saw the clip on climate. Uh Jordan was basically like, well, when you're talking about climate, you're kind of talking about everything. Mm-hmm. Right? Like that that everything that this is this enormous set of variables that are weighing in a lot to, of parameters to consider. Exactly. The climate situation. And so therefore, models are as good as their inputs. And if you're lacking certain inputs, then maybe your models aren't accurate. That was, that was the gist of it. It went, it went on a little bit longer than that. Um, and maybe it was slightly more philosophical than that, but that was the rough idea. We have the, here's the quote, your models aren't based on everything. Your models are based on a set number of variables. So that means you've reproduced, you've reduced the variables, uh, which are everything to that set. But how did you decide which set of variables to include in the equation if it's about everything? In other words, he's saying the scope of it is too vast yeah. to, to attack, which I don't know, maybe it's... He spoke specifically about time. Like the longer the time that you predict something, like the more inaccurate it will be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, right? Because there's just so many other variables yeah, that's coming in through time. Uh, but a lot of this is about nuance and the, the in the way that you discuss things and then and then trying to put it into terms that are are going to click or be or that people are going to be uh, able to interact with. If you zoom too far out and 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 get too philosophical, the trouble is that it's hard to ha- do do anything actionable with that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what is it? Uh, cl- the climate is too big for us to have any effect on. Well, then it's uh, can my factory just dump in the mm-hmm. in the thing because like climate is so so vast? Can I just? And I know I'm oversimplifying right now. Like I don't think that's what they were, the implication was. Right. I think it was sort of more big picture stuff, which is exactly the reason I'm saying it remains vague and hard to interact with. And a lot of the people who were critical of it, that was exactly what they were saying, is that they're like, well, no, you know, these 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 models aren't perfect, but they could be useful for this reason and that reason right, and right. so on and so forth. And so uh, what what can I say? I mean, when it comes to when it comes to Rogan on his own right now, it is uh it almost seems to be like equivalent attention from people who are fans of his versus people who are, are um, not 
or not. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's what happens <laughs> yeah. at a certain scale. Yeah. But and I so feel like right it, now it's a pile on effect. It's just everybody. Well, no, but I, I think it's almost like every time an episode drops, it's so much news to be made that you have to quickly kind of condense what was said and figure out your headlines and figure out your position and, and whatever else and whether or not you're in support of or outraged by the thing. It's that part of it, which I find to be personally exhausting. Mm -hmm. The fact that you are meant to be on these two polar ends of the spectrum and that you, um, you know, it's tough to be in the gray zone. You're looking for the outrage. It's hard, it's hard not to, yeah. because that's the stuff that works the best, right? If you do the hardest take, get the most interaction, and same thing goes for saying something outrageous in the first place, mm -hmm. or saying something which goes against the grain, like saying something unique. Mm -hmm. If everybody's on one side of the thing, you go, wonder what happens if I make this other noise right. and say this other thing? And then a bunch of people go, holy crap, he said the other thing, right? Now I'm doing the thing of zooming out way too far and being mm -hmm. way too philosophical. But the truth often lies somewhere in the middle, somewhere in the gray zone. With humans, often, right. it's uh, simply not as obvious as we would love for it to be, like some sort of math problem. Like, oh, there you go. All sorted out. All wrapped up. Yeah. Equals this. Some, this and this equals that. It's right. like, hate to break it to you. <laughs> we live in the gray zone. I hate to break it to you. Somewhere in the middle, somewhere out there. And, I, you know, Mo, let me just tell you one more thing. Tell me. I think most people actually do that. It's just signal to noise. I think most people are not nearly as outraged. Most people are living life. Right. And interacting with others and making do and making their way and trying to do what's best and... Mm -hmm trying to find the right information with the best intentions or good good intentions at least. Yeah. Um, it's just that those voices are certainly not the loudest. Anyway, Google hints at a Pixel 6a to super fans in coloring. <laughs> I like that headline. Yeah, sorry. This was supposed to be in the beginning. I like the headline, the though. the tech stuff. But, no, 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 I like this headline. Google, had to reshuffle. Google hints at Pixel 6a to superfans in coloring book. Okay, so I Google guess... Google makes a coloring uh, book. Google has a coloring book, apparently. <laughs> and you can see it's a variety of objects on the, in the inside of this coloring book. But if you look closely, you'll see there's a Google Pixel leaning against an object over there. Prior to the launch of the Pixel 6 and Pixel 6 Pro, Google opened up its Pixel Superfans group to more people, giving them the opportunity to join others who happen to be as obsessed with Google's hardware. The group has sent out a couple of goodies to members since mostly in sock form. Ooh, the sock theme has now gone through multiple uh -oh. stories. Trucks and socks. What's that? Trucks and socks. Yeah, trucks and socks. Anyway, so I guess they were sending socks to their Superfans. I didn't even know Google did all this stuff. However, this week, select Pixel superfans were treated to a package that included a Nest Audio and a really cool coloring book. Coloring can be very... By the way, I have small humans at my house. Yeah. Children. Yeah. You may call them children. Mm -hmm. They have the coloring items uh, always around. And sometimes you would just pick it up and you would do an activity together. Mm -hmm. And you find yourself uh, coloring or shading or something like this and... 
uh, you're in the moment and you're calm. It's therapeutic. It's like flow state. When's the last time you were coloring something or, or drawing something? Last weekend. Nash is a painter, so I help her out every now and then. Do are you trying to promote right now? Are you can we see the work that you did? No, she doesn't website anywhere. We can't see the work that you did. My work? No, dude. My work is just I'm doodling with her. What She's is this? What is this? Art. This I'm, is what you're doing? This is how I do it right here. Wow. Yeah. I felt like you were throwing cash or something yeah. there. Yeah. Um okay, well, we'll take your word for it. All right, thanks, man. Sure. <laughs> And we'll also, I mean, we're all, we are all aware of his previous art career. Uh, mm -hmm. Like the audience, we don't need to tell anybody. We're talking about Will do. Yeah, you don't need to speak about it. Well, we're going to speak, we're right. just going to say okay. willdoart.com, which he let the URL lapse, which mm -hmm. is actually, that's an amazing URL. And I like to rub it in whenever possible yeah. that he let that URL actually lapse. <laughs> Maybe I'll get the ETH version. We'll do our dot. Okay. All right. The futurist. I'll bring it back. Someone's going to go get it right now. I know, said yeah. that. Anyway. It's over. So in the back of the coloring book on page 16, Google lists out featured products you would find showcased throughout on page six, seven. It suggests fans will find both the Nest thermostat and the Pixel 6a. It's an Easter egg, ladies and gentlemen, for the Pixel super fans. Look, it's right there. And so you get to see a little peek of a line drawn Pixel 6a. So you're in the know. You're the first to know because you're a super fan. You see, they give the ex exclusive little tidbits. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice Pixel for Google fans. to reveal teasers. I got things. an update on my Pixel. Yeah. My Pixel, I got no problems Wait, with my Pixel. Teaser? I got no problems with my Pixel. Yeah. So on page six, seven. Mo, you wanted more? <laughs> Mo, did you want more? I mean, it looks kind of No, like it's page 16. The teaser was earlier. Oh, I see. Will just likes there. moving his mouth. This one there. right here. No, no, no. It was on page six, seven or something. Yeah, there it is. So, yeah, there you go. Power tool companies have discovered USB-C and DeWalt's two-way charger sounds awesome. Oh, this is good. I'm glad they did. Mo yeah. likes this story. He stopped doing it. Discovered USB-C seems like they're like living in the Stone Age. Well, they are. I mean, it's power tools, <laughs> no. right? Their product development cycle is a lot slower than uh, consumer electronics, right? It takes yeah, okay. time because yeah. it's, it's like proprietary. Like people have. They've already got a bunch of batteries for their right, setup. Their uh, uh, and, yeah. and if you are going to go and change the connector, mm -hmm. you know, they might be pissed if you're doing it all the time. Mm -hmm. right. Granted, with USB-C, I think no one would have complained had they been sooner. So. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, this is what their little battery pack looks like, I guess. Power tool batteries right. are some of the densest lithium-ion packs lying around your house. Well, I mean, you get a lot of power on one of those guns. Uh, top, uh, Ryobi and DeWall are testing the waters with USB power powered battery options and one of them looks seriously neat it's easy to argue that ryobi has taken the idea the furthest uh manufacturers to stick a usb-c charge port on the battery itself use it letting mm -hmm. you use the same charger to top up your power tool as you use on your laptop yeah go ahead that's go ahead cool. and that's like this like, is a battery bank essentially oh wow that's really cool mm -hmm. usb lithium and then you slap the whole thing i guess goes into your uh, your tool, your tool, your tool of choice. Yeah. As <laughs> you can see, it's they a whole, an array. it's a whole system of tools from uh, like a little drill to a screwdriver. That that other unit, it looks like a Dremel. It looks like oh, a wow, Dremel. The battery's really small too. It's really yeah, they, not that big. Power. They kind of criticized it by saying that it's uh, these tools are fairly weak, but eventually mm. you'll yeah, be yeah, able yeah, to yeah, power. Yeah. 
you know. Well, this is not the pro stuff. This stuff. is the stuff targeted at me. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. your average uh, nerd. Just <laughs> your, your, average, <laughs> your average geek. No, because because if you're going to start with a USB-C power tool, you're not going to market to someone who's putting up 30 sheets of drywall. Right. They don't care. In an hour. Yeah. Right? That's not... You got to go for the, the casual guy first, and then hopefully it makes its way. But as you can see, this uh, DeWalt 20-volt max USB charge adapter is, is kind of a beast. That thing looks a little more serious. It comes with a bi-directional 100-watt USB-C PD port so you can charge batteries or your laptop from this, like, rugged unit. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of nice. Yeah. It'll get there, Mo. This is cool. No, word will spread. You know, most... Uh if you, if you buy tools, you're telling your friends what tools you buy. There you go. You always do. You talking about tool talk? Tool talk. Talking about Tim the Toolman Taylor? Okay. That's before <laughs> your time, guys. Mo's, believe it or not, Mo's only 17 years old. Yeah. <laughs> Ubisoft exec says gamers don't get it when it comes to NFTs. Ooh. Hey, gamers, you don't get it. <laughs> it's really funny to picture an exact That's exactly what he said <laughs> the backlash to ubisoft's nft plans has been brutal yeah well we talked about it when it first happened wasn't and then it we had an update and then we had an update we've been on this topic for a little bit because originally when nft talk started to percolate uh there was this thought that this stuff would be perfect perfect in the sense of um make a lot of money for gaming companies potentially when it comes, I mean they're already doing these transactions in the game around digital goods mm -hmm. and you would say wait a second isn't that the whole thing with nfts well anyway many have experimented in the gaming space and many have received backlash in the gaming space for doing such things and being criticized of cash grab slimy type behavior and so forth yeah ubisoft being the Ubi, biggest ubi i went back you went there here's what he says i think gamers don't get what a digital secondary market can bring to them for now because of the current situation and context of nfts gamers really believe it's first destroying the planet and second just a tool for speculation i mean they got they kind of have a point when it comes to that <laughs> they kind of will it's not far off well they kind of have a point yeah but what we at ubisoft are seeing first is the end game. The end game is about giving players the opportunity to resell their items once they're finished with them or they're finished playing the game itself. So it's the idea of having valuable items, items in the game that you can transact and send to other people and so forth. That's that's what he's saying. I know you just exhaled, you exhaled. Because you're, you're, the response could be also items that make you a lot of money, Ubisoft, right? That could be what you would say. Mm -hmm. You could say a thing like that. Mm-hmm. The rifle, uh, so they've done the, 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 the controversy, or I guess the uh, backlash started with Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Mm -hmm. And uh, the way they did it is you had to reach certain XP levels or play a certain number of hours, and you would get these NFTs, I guess. But, 600 hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, to yeah. get uh, a helmet That's with right. a number on it. Yeah, I don't know. Are you not? Oh. Listen, you're not busy, are you, Will? <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Uh, yeah, anyway, I'll play anyway, I mean, ba based on his response, scroll up just a touch right here. Uh, it was it was a reaction we were expecting. Okay, so they were ready for it. We know it's not an easy concept to grasp, but Quartz is really just a first step that should lead to something bigger, something that will be more easily understood by our players. All right, so they're doubling down. He's saying, 
We're still going to do it. We're going to make you understand why you need more NFT. Yeah. I mean, just uh, there's the IGN article and there's a lot of comments mm. talking about it. It's pretty entertaining. Mm. A lot of people are not into it. <laughs> and just kind of making fun of it. Right. So, yeah. Yes, sir. LeBron James teams with Crypto.com. Of course he does. Crypto, Crypto.com. They got, they got cash right now. Or, well, they got crypto. Mm-hmm. Dot com. To bring digital education to students, this multi-year partnership will include teaching blockchain technology to inner-city school children. Well, I guess, I guess uh, LeBron's probably got some crypto kicking around at this point. Mm-hmm. Might as well get the youngsters involved. Get too. them while they're young. Yeah, might as well get them involved in the mix. Um, no, but in seriousness, I know he's done stuff in the past for schools and things like that. He's involved, particularly uh, over there in in Ohio, in the Cleveland area and such, where he's from. Uh, Akron, Ohio is where mm-hmm. he's from. Not exactly, not quite Cleveland. Anyways, uh, NBA superstar LeBron James has partnered with Crypto Exchange, Crypto.com, to support educational and workforce development opportunities folks focus on Web3, according to Crypto.com. There's a, this article on Coindesk, obviously. Part of the program involves teaching blockchain technology to inner-city school children. Here's a quote. I want to ensure that communities like the one I come from are not left behind. James said in a statement, blockchain technology is revolutionizing our economy, sports and entertainment, the art world, and how we engage with one another. There's a lot of NFT. There's a lot of uh, phantom NFT talk in there. Yeah. Because sports entertainment, they NBA top shot. Yep. Art world. Well, we that's pretty obvious. Music and mm-hmm. visual art. James's hometown, Akron, Beacon Journal says students in the I Promise program will learn about blockchain technology and related career fields from experts provided by Crypto.com. Now, this is makes even more sense, this particular endorsement, because Crypto.com bought the naming rights to the Staples Center recently. Mm-hmm. They spent a lot of money on that, reportedly $700 million, and LeBron happens to be a star who spends a lot of time in that center. No longer the Staples Center, the Crypto.com Center. So they keep, might as well keep it all connected. Many sports stars such as Steph Curry and Tom Brady have entered into sponsorship deals with crypto firms, but the partnership is believed to be James's first major deal with a crypto company. A quick crypto update in the MMA scene. There was a story recently about heavyweight champ Francis Ngannou uh, getting half of his paycheck in crypto, if I recall correctly. Oh, yeah. As part of a sponsorship deal. So crypto, the crypto is heating up in the sports world. Oh, baby. Sports community. Can it heat up anymore? I don't know. You can't even look at that stuff, Will. That crypto stuff? Yeah, it's too much. They send me updates, and and I'm like, I, I honestly laugh. I chuckle at these updates. Who sends you Who updates? Who is sending you updates? I don't know, Coinbase or whoever. Like, oh, I'm getting updates, no. whatever apps I have, and different things that I follow, Twitter accounts, whatever. I, I, I get an update. And it would say, you know, you're missing out. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's not what I laugh at. I laugh at the ping pong aspect of it. They would go, uh, it, it would be trying to get you motivated. It'd be like, this currency is up this much. All right, you with know, the green arrow. You know what I would say? Yeah. What I'm saying? And then it would be like, this one is down this much. Yeah. And it's like, it, it, it's like, ooh, ah, ooh. I can see them trying to play with my feelings. But it's not really working because I'm really not that uh, connected to it. <laughs> They're like, damn it. <laughs> you, know what, you know what I mean? I'm not really that into it. Yeah. 
So it's just kind of funny. I chuckle at it as I see them trying to persuade me into certain actions and activities. Mm -hmm. Man sues Mercedes after soft closed doors chop off his thumb. Yeah. That was a headline that got progressively more terrible. Like I, at first it seemed like a normal headline and then it got to chop off and I was like, yeah. The lawsuit says Mercedes-Benz' soft closed doors are nothing short of a modern-day guillotine. Well, we have a classic car over there mm-hmm. from 1974. Four. And when I close those doors, yeah, it's epic. It is so cool. Yeah. But but immediately I said to Will, you do not want to get your fingers stuck That's, in there because that door, yeah. that is steel. That thing is yeah. heavy. That thing is not stopping for nothing. No. <laughs> Ain't yeah. stopping for nothing. I read this story. I thought exactly about that uh, that car. So. Now, usually the soft closed door is the opposite because it would close softly. It closes very <laughs> softly and not on your fingers usually. But it does. The way the soft close works is you don't have to slam it. You just kind of you don't even really need to latch it. You just get it to to barely to that sort of jar stage. You know, right, you say, yeah. hey, your doors yeah. get to that, and then it closes the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like yeah. a motor or whatever. So that's what happened to this guy. Go ahead, Will. Um, he was closing the door, and I guess he had his thumb stuck in there, and then the, the soft close automatically just shut the door and yeah. left his like the top of his thumb stuck, Yeah, which completely destroyed it. Yes. And he can't even like repair it anymore. What? Like, it's amputated. Oh, yeah. wow. That's crazy. It's apparently very powerful that last little bit of the yeah. way. I will say this. I have, I don't actually own a car with soft closed doors right now, but I've, I've had it. It is a, the tiniest gap before the motor pulls it in. Mm. So I don't know mm-hmm. how he got his finger in at that last moment. Oh, you know what this makes me moment. think of? The Mach-E. Yeah, but the Mach-E has a failsafe. Yeah. Right? You can't. But they are encouraging you to put your hand on the... Inside of the door. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. but there's no motor there that's automatically going to close it, yeah. and there's the failsafe there. But, no, sure, sure. Mm-hmm. A lot of people ter- uh, get scared about these things. Um, the soft-close me- uh, mechanism suddenly applied its force to shut the door. He said he could feel his thumb being crushed by the door and was forced to watch his digit being amputated. Surgeons, unfortunately, were not able to reconstruct the thumb, according to the lawsuit, due to the injury. Castigar is expected to lose half a million dollars in wages since he can no longer work. Here's the quote. A once proud and independent man who protects the public from harm now realize, was he a police officer? Now relies on his wife to assist him with going to the bathroom, showering, brushing his teeth, getting dressed and buttoning his shirt. The lawsuit says he has great difficulties holding a pen, feeding himself, tying his shoes, using tools and assisting around the house with chores such as laundry and washing dishes. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's tough. He's short. One thumb. The thumb is very useful. Uh, mm-hmm. This is a terrifying story. Uh, for anyone who has these soft closed doors, be uh, aware that uh, this can happen. Be aware, and obviously for automakers, as nice as the feature is to have, you would wish there was some sort of a technology that could... Like Just a, a sensor, a, right? Like a really it, sensitive sensor. If there's a force being applied there that it would open back up yeah not crush no more crush no crush yeah. mode ideally yeah. no crush please all right last one kanye west says i want homeless i want homeless to model my clothes for upcoming easy collab he wants homeless people yes yeah. to model his clothes uh why 
what's his uh so he got an idea with a collaborator called david sebastian mm -hmm. to work on a fashion show in skid row mm. to dress um people living in skid row uh you know to be able to afford this stuff and work in the fashion show as well the founder of skid row fashion week david sebastian tells tmz he met with connie earlier this month while Ye was recording Donda 2 at his studio in LA's Arts District near Skid Row, and they decided to create a Yeezy X Skid Row Fashion Week clothing collab. Okay, so they worked on the clothing together, <clears throat> and now they're going to do a fashion show. Yeah, and David Sebastian is like a creative type in LA. He's just known to be really creative. He's done a lot of creative stuff. Creative type. Yeah. Very Those creative. types. Sure, yeah. I, it was very vague what you said, but I'll take it. Yeah, okay. Good. What, what, I know what you mean. Good. He's done a variety of arts projects by the mm -hmm. sounds of it. David says his company donates a portion of all sales to helping those living on Skid Row and the factory that makes the clothes employs the homeless. In addition, the Easy Collab will use 100% of the proceeds to help the homeless on Skid Row. I've heard this is quite, uh, uh, this is a tough Mm -hmm. situation in LA from what I hear and uh, I haven't been to LA in a long time so I haven't personally seen what's going on but um, yeah if they if this can help out then cool and if the if these if these uh, models are into it mm -hmm. right if they think it's cool then I don't you know I don't have a problem with it yeah you know I think I mean? it's a cool little project okay you know if it's cool then it's cool I don't know yeah. Nobody got a problem with it. Nobody got a problem. I don't know. <laughs> Sound like uh, a gangster there. I don't know. <laughs> got no problem. Thank you. Thank you to everybody who joined today. Uh, today is Friday, so we're not going to see you for a minute or two. However, we're going to be back. When? On Monday. Monday, okay. We're going to be back Monday. on Monday, and it's going to be live, and hopefully it's going to be a little bit earlier, like around noon. Yeah, uh, we will keep a consistent schedule. Yeah, hopefully it's going to be figured out. Hopefully it's going to be around noon on Monday. So, uh, we'd love for you to join us. We truly appreciate it. Thank you to everybody who's in the chat, and thank you to anybody who sent a super chat because I know most said somebody did. So, uh, thank you to you too. We'll see you on Monday. <laughs>